Hi everyone, this is the Hearsay Podcast. My name is Saya. Thank you so much for listening to this distraction podcast where there will be minimal chat about COVID-19 and our crazy political landscape at the moment. Um, There will be a little bit of COVID chat as my guest this week has released an incredible album during this period. Uh, My guest is of course Leah Senior and she released her beautiful album The Passing Scene on the 21st of June this year. Um, The album has been such a joy and a comfort for me to listen to over the past six weeks and I really highly recommend that you do the same. It's very special. Leah's strange show story was illustrated by Michelle Tinker who did a beautiful job. If you'd like to go see more of her work please go to her Instagram which is at design.and.tinker. Some really amazing portraits on there so go check them out. As always, the illustrations for the podcast can be found on Instagram at Hearsay Podcast or on the Hearsay Facebook page. You may have noticed that I changed my podcast artwork. I was going to mention this last time and I wasn't sure if it had updated, so I've left it until now. I hope you like it and thank you to my amazing friend Vanessa Norlander for the portrait and the design. Also on a side note, I realized that hearsay has the word ass in the middle of it, which I'd never noticed until I tried to capitalize the title for this new artwork. Um, Thank you, Spod, for pointing that out to me. So back to lowercase we go, and I'll keep disguising it by capitalizing the H and the S. But this is why you should always run things past your best friends, just in case you miss an accidental ass. Jeez Louise, I can't be trusted to name anything. So apart from those asses, there's not too much swearing in this one. What a segue. Um, There is some German swearing, however. So um, as always, please be careful when listening with children, especially if they are German children. Uh, Here we go. Episode number 54, Leah Senior. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk to you because since the 12th of June, which is not too long ago now, I've been listening to your album and it is just so beautiful. Oh, thank you so much. How do you feel about it? You've just released it. I know there's, you know, I've done this a few times too, where you you have the ebbs and flows of confidence, and then like, oh my god, what have I done? Feelings? How? What? <laughs> where are you on the? <laughs> where are you on the bow of feelings? Um, no, I feel I feel pretty good about this one so far. I have to say, yeah. usually I'm the other end of the spectrum where I'm incredibly self conscious and have heaps of self doubt, but. This one I feel um, I'm still feeling okay about for the moment. Yeah. (laughs) That's so good. I feel like you should be so proud. It's such a beautiful album. Thank you. Can you tell me a little bit about um, the recording of it and the writing of it? How long has it been going for? Yeah. So um, after I released my second album, Pretty Faces, I kind of went into a massive slump and I just... I didn't couldn't write for ages um and then slowly kind of started writing after maybe a year or something um 
or a year and a half even, started kind of writing the songs for this record and also kind of recording a little bit. It was kind of a writing and recording. Um, it wasn't like I had it finished. Um, because I recorded mm. it at home with my partner, Jessie, um, I would just kind of come up with a few songs. We'd sit down and record them and then slowly kind of um, some would fall away and some we'd keep and some we'd redo. So it was like a very... Um, kind of drawn out process but not drawn out in a bad way it was kind of a relaxed way of doing it so did you keep those recordings like or were they just sort of demos um yeah we started off I started off doing some little Tascam demos of songs by myself which was really fun and then and then no no some of them did we did just record straight to the eight track tape machine we have and and we use them for the album. Jesse's kind of been learning to record as we've been going so it's kind of a nice documentation of that as well I suppose. Yeah I mean I feel like that a little bit about my podcast too like people can kind of hear you get better at recording and get better at interview whatever I don't even think I'm good at interviewing but it's so true though (laughs) it's like a journey you can take people on (laughs) yeah absolutely um so when you said that you didn't write for a year what what were you doing were you still playing music or um I was playing a little bit I think just like the odd show I was trying I was no I I was trying to write but just wasn't wasn't happy with anything that I was really doing and found it all really forced and just really hard. I don't know. I think that that's just what happens and you just have to you have to keep trying, you know. I find it really interesting because I've definitely been through phases like that in my life too where I, I got to a point where this is getting going to get heavy really quick. <laughs> I'm good with that. I got to a really strange point in my life where after I released my second record, I I just felt anxious even thinking about going into a studio and I had a home studio as well so mm. I would sort of even avoid that room in the house because For sure. I don't know why I don't know why it was just it was so strange I felt like so much pressure to do something or I don't know maybe about expectation or maybe about my own expectations Absolutely. I just like couldn't live up to it. Yeah, no, that's that was that's that's exactly what happened to me and it was after the second second record as well. It must it might be a thing. This album was harder to make or was harder to get to the point where I could make a record. But then yeah, but right. then I I think this album you can probably hear hear on it that I I had to kind of change things a little bit. In terms mm. of the way I approached my cr- like creative process, I just had to like discover like playing again and like as in being playful and just messing around as opposed to sort of like having these mid-twenties, you know, outpourings of emotion, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know what you mean. But, yeah, I find it so fascinating how you know, you, you obviously make things that you're proud of at the time and, and it's the best that you can do at that time. Mm. And then somehow something gets turned in your mind that that's not good enough. Yeah. It's really weird. It's I crazy. don't understand why it happens. Mm. But I'd like to think of it as, you know, if you don't have self-doubt, then then you're the wrong kind of person. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, can you relate to that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I, I, yeah. 
Yeah, I think I think you do need a, a little bit of self doubt. I think it, there gets a point though when like it becomes really crippling and it stops you from doing things. And you know, it's that classic thing of just trying to um, acknowledge that that voice is always going to be there, but you know, mm. not let it take the wheel. Um, yeah. while you're making stuff anyway after you've made it well it's done but it's more just like I think yeah that the self-doubt that stops you from finishing songs is the worst like I can deal with self-doubt over what I've made because it's out it's 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 done you know but mm, if it's like yeah. crippling you and you can't even make anything that's when it's just like it's so frustrating you know I know I know so what do you think pulled you out of that so you you said you were just starting to record little bits and pieces is that was that enough to sort of make you feel confident Um, again or was it a longer process I still don't know if I feel confident I mean I feel like there's a part of me that is like is mm, maybe slightly more detached from what I've made with this album like but not 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 necessarily in a bad way. I feel like, I mean, the, I called the album "The Passing Scene" be, as as kind of a thing to myself. To, it's just something that it's passing. You know, it's not it's mm. it's not my life's work. This is like, I, I think I've just started shifted my perspective where I've realised I'm gonna probably. I thought I've I've thought that I was gonna quit music so many times, like you know, but it's so foolish and I never will and I guess it's like seeing the bigger picture of my whole life and what I'll make and being like well this this is just one album you know yeah and and shifting it so it's not like this is everything this is you know the best thing that I'm gonna make it's like it's just another album it'll pass like everything passes <laughs> you know there you go that's so nice it's trying to be a that's bit more so free. nice yeah. and maybe also that's the confidence in yourself knowing that this will be your life like you you will have more things to give yeah and you will you will make bigger and better things in the future yeah I hope so I mean you just keep keep you have to just keep making stuff and and changing it up you know um yeah yeah I can totally relate to that but yeah I I definitely have been through phases where I've thought oh my god what what am I doing and am I even good at this and if I don't think I'm good at it how is anyone else gonna think I'm good at it yeah I feel like that's just never gonna go away like I'm not saying that I could ever conquer that no but no yeah (laughs) well you're the right kind of person (laughs) (laughs) you're my kind of person (laughs) well let me let me give you some positive feedback (laughs) (laughs) let me pump up your (laughs) okay so um I was listening to the I've listened to the album a bunch and I like I said I really really love the album um the the one thing well I have a few things I wanted to mention but one of the things I wanted to mention is there's a there's some chord changes in dress up a heart that really made my heart flutter I think that's such a beautiful song and there's there's something about some of the turns in where that goes that just really really got under my skin oh that's really Um, nice thanks and then I felt like the in your title track um, the passing scene it kind of reminded me a little bit of the band broadcast do you know that band oh yeah I do they're, oh, they're one of cool. my favorite bands and yeah. I felt like it really reminded me of that in a in a beautiful way um, and like the double tracked vocals and the harmonies of that song 
I, I just feel like they're so special and you should be so proud. Oh, thanks. Heaps. Yeah. So I those there that's you go. A, just a little bit of <laughs> That's really just nice. a little bit of positive like feedback from as me. Well. Yeah, thank you. So you've released this album during an insanely crazy time in the world. You've released it during COVID. Um, did you, was it delayed? Did, have you, did you just plan to release it now and it got um, released? Or? No, it, it was delayed because the records uh, were delayed. So right. it, it was supposed to come out, I think, a month or so before it did. Um, mm-hmm. But that just, we just had to push it back because the records were stuck on a ship. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. Physically um, stuck. Yeah, but um, I don't know. There's a part of me come. I guess I don't know if it comes back to that kind of um, or self consciousness or something. But I've kind of this is a really good time for someone like me to put out a record because it feels like there's <laughs> there's no pressure in a mm-hmm. way. You just yeah. I, I I've kind of enjoyed to. I, I've kind of enjoyed not playing shows and having a little break from that stuff and just yeah and just putting it putting it out and just being like there you go you know it it kind of it's taken the pressure off for me so it's been kind of a positive experience I would say That's nice. Mm. Did you have to have conversations about the release with like label or management or anything? Um I don't have a manager but the um Nah, like Flightless um, are my are the label that puts out my albums, mm. and they they were cool. Like we were going to put out the album. I was supposed to be on tour with King Gizzard in the US and Canada when this album oh, no. came out, which is kind of crazy. Like it's sort of bizarre to think about <laughs> that that I could have been playing to that that many people, but it's kind of like this this kind of suits me more I like that it's just my album coming out and it's not yeah. on the back of some big tour and la da you know I think this is kind of nicer in a way um it certainly feels it to me anyway something else I wanted to talk to you about was you play with your sister is that right yeah Andy do you ever write with her or she plays in your band she sings harmonies with me no we no I haven't really written with her she's the she's the first person that I show anything to and she's my judge of what's good and what's bad. She's the one person that I feel really um, totally kind of at ease with, I suppose. But she's more of a visual person. She's a beautiful artist. She, she's um, oh, lovely. less less of a, um, a writer, I guess. Um, but, yeah, she's a really incredible singer. I've played with her for many years now. That's so nice. Did you guys grow up singing together? Yeah, it kind of sounds so, so um, cliche or something, but um, <laughs> our mum's like this Swiss, um, like classical singer, and so and we're like four Great. four little blonde kids, um, <laughs> and it sounds like the sound of music, but it wasn't really like that at all. It was just like we'd just sometimes sing, you know, together in the car, sing harmonies and stuff like that, but. Oh. Yeah. Do you remember what kind of songs you were singing? Oh, I had to do an interview the other day and the guy put me on the spot and was like, can you sing a Swiss folk song? And oh, I was my like, God. I did it. No. I felt like Dance Monkey. It was so weird. Yeah, I can <laughs> I can remember some some songs. I, w- I won't put you through the holy dooly dooly dooly. But, um, oh, that's yeah. so great. Did you yodel? <laughs> Maybe slightly. 
Yeah. That's great. <laughs> were they Swiss songs that you were singing with your mum? A couple or? of them, yeah. Mum would sing us Swiss songs when we were really little and we'd sort of sing sing them too. Yeah. But that sounds like such a dream to have like a, your own little choir at home. Oh, uh, like, but that's what I mean. Like it totally wasn't really a little choir. I mean, we I, I can't really, I can't really remember. I think we'd just sing in the car and stuff like that. And I always loved singing harmonies, but yeah. When you think about singing harmonies, do you have a song that comes to mind? Oh. Like, do you have a song where you can't sing the lead? You can only sing the harmony? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Like I guess growing up. The tapes in our car were like the monkeys and yeah. Simon and Garfunkel, that kind of that kind of harmony stuff. I'm probably always going. Me and Andy have a weird thing where whenever we're in the car together, we will always flip to the harmony, like at exactly the same time. We'll Aww. we'll always change from <laughs> which is yeah, it's really cute. That is so cute. Yeah. I definitely have songs where I don't even know the lead melody. Yeah. Like I just automatically I think All My Lovin' by The oh, Beatles is like that's that. That's a good one. I, just, I can't sing. That's I can't sing so the lead. true. I reckon I'm the same. So you play the piano really well. You were saying before we started that you you teach piano. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say I, I kind of fluked teaching. I don't know. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay at piano. I'm not like crazy good or anything. How did you, how do you mean you fluked less, like you fluked teaching? Oh, I don't know. I just knew somebody. <laughs> <laughs> but I've kind of gotten better since, since teaching. Cause I've been like, shit, I better get better. <laughs> what kind of stuff do you teach? I teach, well, I teach at a high school. Um, I teach, I, I try and teach a mix. I try not to do what I grew up with, which was like just classical music. And I feel like that, mm. that stopped me from writing on piano for so many years. And um, so I try and kind of do a bit of a mixture and tap into what the students like. Um, yeah. What yeah. What is it at the moment? What's like the... Oh, it's really bad because I feel like it pollutes my mind, like the shit that I have to listen to <laughs> and transcribe. I'm like, is this going to make its way into my music? Oh, I hope, you know, you can't help it sometimes. Did you Did you learn classical? Like, did you do yeah. your grades and stuff on piano? Yeah, yeah, I did. Did you do it in guitar as well or just nah. did you study guitar? Nah, I just, guitar was like my my you know, rebellious instrument away from classical music. It was the creative, self-directed kind of instrument, you know. Do you feel like writing on the piano as opposed to writing on the guitar, do you find you write a lot more like tricky chord changes on the piano because you know Mm -hmm. what they are? Yeah, like I think it opens up things. I feel like it's more about the space, the space, like it's, it's not necessarily knowing because honestly, I don't really like sometimes I have no idea what I'm doing even on piano. Well, I can't, yeah. I, I, I can figure it out, but when I'm just playing, it's just literally about like ease, ease of access or something. Like all the notes are, you know, they're all laid out in front of you and you can kind of just go, well, I'm just going to shift here and here a little bit more so than guitar. Um, Cause you know, guitar is more shape, shape based and like, uh, it's quite physical. It's quite physically hard on your hands sometimes, or it is on mine anyway. I'm wondering like what it feels like for someone who's classically trained in one instrument and not the other, if it's 
if you feel more confident, you know, you know where things are going to go on one and you maybe don't on the other. It's Oh, yeah, absolutely. I feel like that was guitar for me for ages. Um, I feel like it's that weird curve. I was talking to my friend, uh, Ash, about that naive set theory. It's like you're on a curve of, like, pursuit of knowledge and guitar for sure was, like, um, um yeah, exciting because you don't know you don't know what what you're doing. I and and you, everything sort of feels like the world is opening up to you. And then, but then you kind of, I don't know. I feel like I've reached a point with guitar where I need to learn a bit more to open things up again to kind of get out mm. of the shapes. It's like you constantly need to be like finding that balance of of not not knowing too much but but still always seeking or something it's a weird thing yeah I know what you mean it's such a funny thing talking about songwriting because I don't you can't really ask someone how do you write a song I I know Mm. I sort of try to do that but um I always feel like a dick when I do it (laughs) (laughs) but do you have like do you have a way of starting songs do you do you ever have like a um, I'm just going to sit at the piano for 20 minutes and see what happens or I'm going to sit down with the guitar and see if, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm going to spend this hour trying to figure something out or do you have like a starting point ever? Um, sometimes. Um, I ha- I feel like I probably do that. Oh, I haven't done that much lately, but I feel like as I've gotten older, I've probably had to make more time. Like things are less likely to just fall out. Um, um yeah, and definitely a lot of this, the songs on this album came from just sort of getting up in the morning and going to the piano and just playing around um, and then nutting, nutting something out. Usually it starts with music for me. but Yeah. yeah I think you mean it, listening to someone else's songs? Oh, no, I just mean, I just mean playing on the piano, like just oh, right, messing, right. messing around for, for a certain yeah. period of time for sure. But I do think that playing other people's songs is really good. Definitely. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. There's so many ways. I'm so bad at it. Like I wish I was a bit more, um, you know, made, made the date with my muse a little more often. Um, yeah. yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. I had this weekend just gone. I decided I would spend the weekend, you know, just when I when I had time between other things, learning Blackbird by the Beatles. Oh, yeah. On the guitar. Nice. I'd never I'd never tried to do that before. Mm. And I mean, it's really hard for mm. someone who's like a mediocre player. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I was so proud when I got it, you know, <sighs> I was, I, and they're chords that I would never have known before that. Like there's so many of those, um, the chord changes that I would never have thought about. I don't do that enough. Like I can't even remember the last time that I went, okay, I'm going to learn someone else's song. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try and figure out how, how they did it. Yeah, I, I don't do that. I'm surrounded by people that do that and have always done that their whole lives. Like Jesse, my partner, he does that constantly. He'll just sit along mm. and play along to things. Um, I, I started doing that a little bit more recently. Like I, I have this favourite album of mine by this guy called Jimmy Campbell. No one really knows about him, I thought. What no, I'm, I don't know. Literally no. Like he's this guy who is a songwriter in the Mercy beat kind of scene in the 60s oh, right. um, okay. but he's gone on to to make these solo records and he's just like he's so good anyway um I, I'm gonna look him up as soon as we get yeah off the if, phone. if you look him up look up his 
Uh, um, he's very British, but um, okay. His his self titled album is one that I really love. Um, okay. You have to look him up on YouTube though. He's not on. Only some demos are on Spotify. But if you look up, okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I just sat and re- learnt his whole album from start to finish wow. and wrote all the chords down on guitar? and all the lyrics. No, on piano. Um, but. Yeah, that was a fun thing to do, you know, to just do a whole album of somebody's and get inside what they're doing. Yes. Yeah. Did you do that during a time where you were feeling creative or were you doing it during a time where you weren't feeling? Yeah, I think I wasn't feeling that creative. I was just um in the in the filling the well kind of stage. Yeah. Just listening. Do you feel like it helped you? Yeah, I think all that stuff helps so much. Like just listening to music, playing music at all it all helps that's so cool that's so cool that you did that I'm gonna maybe I'll try to learn like a Nico album or something oh yeah <laughs> I don't know <laughs> that'd be amazing <laughs> I feel like I was just telling my friend the other day I feel like Nico is the only impression I know how to do because <gasps> I can I can kind of sing like the her German and thing. I can beat yeah <laughs> And she's like also really, she has quite a low voice. Yeah. And she also has like a slightly flat voice. <laughs> I find that really what? easy to tap into. Oh, that's so good. Um, what are some of the things that have been getting you through COVID times? I know, it would, you know, we spoke before about uh, how you've just released a record and stuff. So I'm sure that's kept you a bit busy. But do you have other things that have sort of given you a bit of joy during this time yeah like at at the start at the start when everything was really kind of felt really locked down that was probably my favorite period it was it was (laughs) I just had a a new housemate Ash move in and um she's brought me a lot of joy um we just sort of we did a little bit bit of gardening I've I've been um I had this I got this book I really like drawing and painting and I got this really cool book that's called um I think it's kind of old. It's like drawing from the right side of the brain. Um, oh, cool. And I've just been doing those exercises. It's kind of about, but it's also about use, like t- trying to tap into the right side to access this kind of wild creativity kind of Ooh. realm. It's cool. Um, so, what, do you, what kind of exercises do you do? Um, like the classic ones of like drawing things upside down and, and – um, um and 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 looking like blind drawing you know um but she kind of talks about why why that's so good and why you have to like tap into that part of your brain all the time because our left side of the brain will always try and label stuff be like see that's I know what I know what uh, whatever I know what a rose looks like you label it and be like and mm. but your left side of the brain does not know like is is way worse at perceiving shapes and space and so it kind of takes over when the right side of the brain knows exactly what it's doing it's crazy like that's the, so interesting yeah it's it's been really fun so I've been doing some painting and drawing apart from that right I, I, I don't know learning a little bit more guitar and yeah you should learn how to play blackbird yeah <laughs> I, I I I think I did learn that Oh, did you? I, I, yeah, I'm a, like a freaking like I'm the one of those total Beatles nerds. Um, I always have been. Um, I think I learned Blackbird a few years ago. Um, yeah, it was. I remember it being a joy to learn. I, I couldn't remember how to do it now, but maybe well, I'll revisit. There's it. no time like totally. the present to yeah. revisit. <laughs> <laughs> so, were the Beatles a big part of your childhood growing up? And yeah. Stuff too? 
Yeah, you know, my, me too. Oh, really? My dad paints, and he painted like um, the you know the um, the black and white portraits. He painted mm-hmm. those, and they were on my bedroom wall. And I used to think Whoa. that they were watching me. Like I used to think that I had Whoa. to whenever I was in my room, I had to act in accordance with how John and Paul would think was wow (laughs) some real little freak you know I have something equally as freaky I had um my 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 dad was a massive Beatles fan and he had this German Beatles book like a really thick book full of photos and stuff and I used to read it and um there was a photo of John I've told this story before but there was a photo of John Lennon that um it was him like I think it was like maybe during the help time. So he was like really handsome wearing like oh, sort of army greens beautiful. with the like flat cap. And it was him leaning up against a tree, like sitting down. And um, I slept with that picture, like that open book <laughs> next to my bed for weeks, like months, oh, probably months. I was obsessed. So... I, mean, I was like, I'm going to marry John when I grow up. And then my dad had to sit me down and say, um, you know, John passed away before oh you were born God. and I cried for like two weeks <laughs> I, I, I just I completely understand I've done the same thing like really well, not not exactly sleeping but I I used to have like a scrapbook and I'd collect every Beatles article that I could find and I remember when I found out about the internet for the first time I was like oh my yeah. god I can look at pictures of the Beatles <laughs> was, I was yeah and I would cry about yeah yeah oh. Totally. I'm that's, so yeah. I, well, that's I'm so, nice. so there with you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Did you get to see Paul when he came recently? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. me too. Oh, it was so, so special. Was I felt so it was good. so special. What I I loved about that show so much was that he he's obviously very comfortable in front of large crowds. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what I loved about it was, and I'm sure that, you know, the magic might've been pulled out of my heart if I'd seen more than one show, but he just told these off the cuff stories. Like, well, that's what it felt like where he would just say like, you know, John and I were talking about this and then this is how this song developed or I just loved so much. He would just tell these stories where you'd feel like it was just him and you in the room. Actually, I remember the other day when I was learning how to play Blackbird on the weekend, how... He was like, you know, I was really chuffed when I came up with this <laughs> before he played it. That's he was so like, good. really proud. <laughs> I was really chuffed. Of course, you were a Paul, you yeah. smug fucking. <laughs> you smug prick. But I, I actually, when when I was listening to your record, I felt like Jury Day sounded a little bit McCartney-esque like Ah. it sounded like that it had the playfulness of 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 like the kinds of songs that he wrote yeah um, on the piano yeah I feel like Mm. um that song is actually me trying to be um my housemate Zach um (laughs) is Zach trying to be like Paul McCartney I I guess he's 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 one of us (laughs) he loves the Beatles as well so yeah probably what about can we talk about lyrics yeah how do you go writing lyrics do you find it a challenge or do you find it comes like the music nah it's the hardest thing ever I find lyrics I find lyrics so hard and getting harder I like yeah uh, 
I think that's what stops me from making probably more music is the the lyric side of things. Mm. Um, I care a lot about lyrics. Like I, um, and yeah, yeah, I find it really, really difficult. <laughs> I do too. I mm. sometimes get jealous of, you know, people like Elton John that just have someone to do it for them. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> Where you just like can make sweet jams and then have someone write incredible lyrics for you. Yeah. But then I also feel like it's, I feel so proud when I've written something that, that is meaningful. For sure. Yeah. Do you have lyrical heroes? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I really, I mean, I, I, I read heaps of poetry um, and I feel mm. like I get a lot of um, ideas and, and I have lots of po- poetry heroes. But in terms of lyrical heroes, I was thinking, I don't know, like I, it sounds, you know, I like the, the, the cliche one. Like I like, I think Joni is just such an incredibly mm. free lyricist and she's so yeah. deep and so specific and so, yeah, she's, I just, you can't go past that. But then yeah. also I love like the more um, kind of veiled and, and beautifully poetic kind of Nick Drake vibe. Um, yeah. Um, and then I like like Jimmy Campbell, the guy I mentioned before. His lyrics are incredible. They're that really like really sincere kind of mix of like tragedy and and, and humor, which is always really good. I like play. I like playful, funny lyrics as well. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I can definitely hear that in on your new record. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I feel like you're being a lot more playful lyrically and musically on the new record. Yeah. What about you? What are your, who are your lyrical idols? Um, I have, I mean, I really love Jeff Tweedy. From oh Lyrical. yeah. He's incredible. He's so He's good. an incredible mm-hmm. poet. Yeah. And he sometimes has some funniness in mm-hmm. his songs. Totally. But he, then he also has like the fucking heaviest shit in his songs For too, sure. where he just stabs you in the heart. So yeah, I would definitely say he's, He's a hero of mine um, of lyrics, but I I don't know. I feel like I like lots of things. Like I I am a big hip hop fan too, mm. and some some of some of that stuff. I think the thing I love about like a lot of hip hop is it looks quite shit when it's written down, mm. and then it's all in the delivery, and yeah, and the delivery cool. makes it poetry. Hell yeah. Um, and I think that's maybe one of the only genres where you can say that. Like I think, mm. you know, folk, when you read folk as poetry, it could quite easily just be mm. written on a page. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, maybe the same with like death metal or something. Like maybe that's all, <laughs> all in the delivery as well. But <laughs> I'm going to roll with you. Yeah, I reckon. <laughs> the blast cars are like... <laughs> <laughs> but I I love I love it when when it's in the delivery as well as the lyric. I think that's really cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, but you you supported Jeff Tweedy, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. It was How was that? It was great. I mean, it was it was kind of weird like I got there and all these big Americana dudes were like um like these <laughs> like touring dudes were just kind of like I don't know, they were really like no, you don't 
don't go up, don't go up and disturb Jeff Tweedy. Like, don't do this, don't do that. And they were like, they made out like I was being the biggest pain in the ass asking for two mics and stuff. And I was like, oh man, I'm not even going to get to talk to him. And then I went up there upstairs and Jeff Tweedy was like the most relaxed, nicest guy ever. He was just like, make yourself at home, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was really shy and awkward, unfortunately. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) but, yeah, he's, he's lovely. And it was really great seeing him, seeing him play, doing his solo thing as well. And yeah, yeah. I got awesome. I got to interview him for my podcast. Yeah, I saw that. that I, I'm gonna have a listen um, back to that one. I was so nervous oh, because okay. I I just love him, but also, I mean, Jeff and I have a lot of mutual friends, and so I thought, mm. like, oh, it'll just be like talking to a friend. But I did find myself getting really weird. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit weird, you know, <laughs> just like a standard amount of weird. Yeah, that's <laughs> Do you find, so you were saying before you, you got shy. I I feel like talking to you now, you do seem like quite a, a shy person, which I can relate mm, to. Yeah. How do you reconcile that shy part of your personality um, and then the side that wants to perform? I don't know. It's been funny not performing um, this last little bit because I've everyone's like, "Oh, you must miss it. You must." And I, I honestly don't like. Mm. I, I, I. It's not like I don't enjoy performing, but it does give me like high amounts of anxiety and yeah. stress. Um, um, and I, I get anxious about talking on stage and that kind of thing. Um. Yeah, but I do like singing and and I like playing, you know, playing with the band and um yeah, but um I don't know. I think I I think um the the thing that draws me to music world is probably more like the making the making side mm. of things, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that too. Although as I get older, I feel like I enjoy talking on stage more than I ever have and I feel like maybe as soon as I make the audience laugh then I feel I feel disarmed like I I feel so much more comfortable so (laughs) I end up acting kind of like a dick for the first like five (laughs) minutes (laughs) just to like feel comfortable and then I and then it's all fine but before I go on stage I get pretty serious it depends what kind of show it is but I do definitely suffer from stage fright yeah but do you do you suffer from stage fright as well, or just um, when you're up there you feel a bit? Huh. Uh, no, I I get pretty I get pretty like a- anxious and worked up before I play. Um, yeah, and then once I start, I th- I'm I'm usually okay. It, just, it depends mm. on the gig. I don't know. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, yeah. But I yeah, I'm not saying that I don't enjoy it. Like I do enjoy. Um, elements of it just um, yeah yeah it also <laughs> freaks me out <laughs> yeah me too yeah do you what about interviews do you like doing interviews um I feel like I've gotten more comfortable with interviews um more recently or something I'm a bit mm. I feel like I can just be a bit more myself and relax a little bit um but yeah yeah yeah, I, I'm seem, okay. You seem relaxed right now. Yeah, I am. It, but it also <laughs> it depends on who you're talking to. Like some interviewers are horrible, you know, they're terrible. And I then know. you feel really weird. I hate it when people like haven't done any research. They've just like yeah. seen your name on a piece of paper and 
I mean, my name, because it's spelt S-E-J-A, gets pronounced wrong a lot. So people, <laughs> instead of saying Saya, will say it like, so, Sedja, yeah. you've got a new album coming out and I immediately mm. feel deflated. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> What's um? Do you have like a least <laughs> favourite question that people ask you? Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know if, if they ask... I, I definitely am not super into, like, the what's this song about sort of question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah although sucks. it depends on the song. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. Just just stupid questions in general. I don't know. Mm. You must get a lot of, like, King Gizzard-related oh, yeah. questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do, I guess. Yeah. At least they're <laughs> a cool band to be associated with. Yeah, they're nice boys. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy being associated with those guys. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's no worries. No, I, I just find it funny. Like sometimes people are just like cling. When I w- when I was looking through stuff of yours, um, you know that you you can't read any articles without mentioning that band, which is nice and everything. And you're obviously on their record and friends it's, with them and have guested mm. on their songs and stuff. But it's also like, well, you deserve your own attention <laughs> because you're, you know, you're a great artist and oh, you should <laughs> be your own entity. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, uh, yeah, it's kind of weird when I get introduced as like the um, the murder of the universe narrator. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah Um, (laughs) yeah anyway (laughs) (laughs) what about so we talked about you know heroes like Paul McCartney and and Joni Mitchell and stuff have you ever got to meet anyone that you were like a major yeah yeah I got to meet well I I was I got to meet Jessica Pratt when she came over for her um second album thing because as soon as I heard she was coming I pestered Sophie from Mistletone and I said please can I open for Jessica Pratt (laughs) and then I got to talk to her and that was really that was really nice she was as shy as I am um and we didn't really say much but I was just so thrilled she picked up my little parlor guitar and played it and yeah I was I was really she's the one like I I I just am such a crazy fan of hers um so that was really nice getting to meet her that's so nice and so nice that she was nice to you because yeah that's like the, I never want to meet any of my heroes because I'm scared that it'll like ruin my childhood if there oh, if there's a weirdness. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I've heard so many stories of people meeting their childhood heroes and it going horribly wrong. So I just yeah. try to avoid it. Yeah. But every now and again, you just come across someone and it, it makes my day when they're nice. Yeah. It's if- so easy to be nice. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I know. But I, I am with you like more and more. I'm not really... I don't have to like the thought of meeting someone doesn't really yeah make me go crazy be for that reason yeah. you want to protect yourself and, and definitely what, yeah absolutely have you ever asked for an autograph um well yeah I, I did with Jeff Tweedy <laughs> like so <laughs> I, I was just yeah I don't know I was just so awkward and but <laughs> but the thing is like I I don't know I don't know even why I did it but the, but the thing is, when people ask me, I thought about it like this, when people ask me for an autograph, not that it would happen nearly as much as it does with Jeff Tweedy, but I, like, I, I, I think it's really sweet and I'm sure you get sick of it, but I, I kind of, you know, 
me personally, I'd, I'm, I feel like I'd always be happy to oblige because if it, you know, yeah. makes someone feel excited, then that's so nice. Totally. Yeah. Totally. I I think that it's nice to be asked for an autograph too, but I suppose it's the circumstance and yeah, you ask, you know, if they're like in the toilet, then don't do it. <laughs> yeah. that's. Um, Did you ask yeah. him while he was on the toilet? Definitely not while he was on the toilet. <laughs> I had this moment when I was interviewing Jeff where – we started talking about needing to wee before shows, how, you know, like he's, he doesn't drink any liquids for an hour before Whoa. the show. And I went, oh, that's so interesting. And he went, is it? <laughs> <laughs> you could oh, almost see the like little so love hearts in my eyes. I was like, wow, that's, that's so, so interesting, interesting that you don't drink for an hour before. <laughs> is it? So I'm going to ask you my final question, which is the question that I ask everyone. Uh, can you tell me what is your strangest show experience or the strangest thing that's happened to you because you're a musician? Yeah, okay. I have to sort of decide. I think I'm not going to tell a few stories because I don't want to incriminate anyone, but I'm going <laughs> to tell a story about a poor German Christian woman named Ursula. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm already really invested in this story. Oh, so it was just one of those horrific tour days. Like we were, Jesse, my partner and I were in Europe doing a tour, driving ourselves around in winter. And it was just like huge days, like eight hour drives, trying to find the next place and kind of getting in, loading in, whatever. Anyway, we were like driving through this really quaint, tiny little German like cobblestone village and it was like the evening and we were running really late for a show and we just couldn't find this place and Jesse turned a corner in our car and we hear this bang and I was like oh my god you've just hit someone oh my gosh and I got out of the car and ran over to this woman and we'd run over this woman's foot (gasps) And, um, oh my gosh! It was so cooked, like it was so cooked. I went, I like held her, and she was okay. We took her in. It was like this tiny village where everyone knew everyone. Took her into this shoe store that was right there. We sat down with her, and like I had to hold this woman. Like we sat in a circle, like me, this woman, and Ursula holding hands and like praying to God oh. for her. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> and they I mean, like, literally, oh my god! Yeah, well, yeah, oh my god! We were praying and. And right, like, Do you are you religious? Like, were you? No, were you just got no. no I got <laughs> swept up in the moment. Anyway, <laughs> was there any English? Was it all German? No, it was it was um, a little bit of German, a little bit of English. Anyway, so they yeah. called they called the police just you know because we had to figure out what you know what what we were to do. Sure. And the police came and they took Jesse away and um <gasps> and I was left praying and then the, the police was so the police was so nice they were like okay. Um, so what time did you say your gig was? And Jesse was like, oh, it's like this time. And they're like, ah, oh, shaysa, shaysa. <laughs> now we're like worried about us getting to the gig on time. <laughs> anyway, like it uh-huh. all it all kind of worked out. And Ursula was like, she seemed fine, la-di-da. And then we finally got to the gig and played this hurry. Like it was, it was full on. Like we just had the biggest, obviously, it was just so weird getting up and playing. And anyway, it was it was all fine. It would, like in, in a, a month's time or whatever, I get an email from Ursula saying that it was a miracle her foot was fine and that she wanted to convert me to Christianity. 
Amazing. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's yeah. It's a horror to a horror story. I have a few follow up questions. <laughs> when you were praying to God, what were you thinking? <laughs> this <is> fucking bullshit. <laughs> Were you just like going, oh my, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what have I done? Yeah, am I going to get to yeah. my gig, please? Yeah, my heart <laughs> was me. racing. I felt so terrible. Like I really did. Was oh, I was I so so worried. It was horrifying, really. Um, yeah. But I'm glad that it all kind of worked out. <laughs> that's so nice. I feel like the police were really on your side then. It was that's, really weird. That, that sounds really nice. Mm-hmm. Like little country police absolutely <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> meanwhile isn't the word scheiße really great to say when you're stressed oh yeah it's, it's great absolutely <laughs> i feel scheiße. phonetically it's so much better than shit because yeah. scheiße you can really like get Let into it, out. it. Yeah. yeah yeah i feel like you get a lot of a lot more frustration out saying scheiße than shit you so do yeah and the other really good one is scheißdreck which is like shit dirt oh that's so good (laughs) scheißdreck oh that's so good (laughs) mum would always say halt die klappe that's like um i don't even know how to translate that that's like hold Hold your your, hold your hold your trap door hold your trap door yeah (laughs) just hold your trap door (laughs) (laughs) my grandfather used to say klappe zu affe tot which means oh, trapdoor cool shut, tra- monkey dead. Yeah, whoa. And it, and it was like a, a, um, a finality, like a, that's the end of that. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> so, so, so specific. <laughs> I love it. He would say something and then he would say, you know, like, well, this is the end of the podcast. Clap it oh, <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, halt die Klappe, klap it Thank you so, so much, Leah. I, I oh, really love talking to you. Me and too. I really hope lots of people hear this record. I think Thank it's you. really special. And um, I hope that, you know, maybe we can have a beer sometime. And, I'd love you that. Know, talk yeah. some more Swiss German. Let's do it. <laughs> Juicy. Cheers. <Juice. laughs>